Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How you doing, Todd? Hello, buddy. Hello, friends. Well, listen, so this question came to my mind recently. I was watching the one of the interface services for our new president, and it just got me thinking, how should a Christian respond to, to interfaith activities when we're, you know, different religions are together? Yeah, so whenever somebody asks me a question like that, I want to say, first of all, explain interfaith activity, okay? Uh, everything I do with a non-believer is an interfaith activity. And so Jesus was known as a friend of sinners, but he was never known as a companion of sinners. So a friend speaks the truth at all times. A friend loves somebody for who they are, not who they want them to be. And a friend is going to spur you on to love and good deeds and is going to give you an open rebuke, Proverbs 27 says, as opposed to a deceitful kiss. So everything I do in one sense with a non-believer is an interfaith activity. Um, I'll partner with anybody who wants to uh, get involved to advance what is good and just and right and true, no matter what the basis for their motivation is. If they want to stand for the dignity of life, I don't care if they're a Muslim, I don't care if they're a Mormon, I don't care if they're an atheist, but they believe in the dignity of human life, I'm going to stand with them. So if somebody is against human trafficking and child sex slavery and that kind of craziness, and uh, they want to do justice and love kindness with me, I'll partner with them all day long. I don't care if they want to walk humbly with the Lord as it relates to that good and just cause. I care deeply about whether or not they know the Lord because uh, God takes no delight in the death of the wicked, okay? And, uh, or, or the fool who doesn't believe that he is the Lord God. But I can separate those two things. I can partner with you towards good, and I can talk to you about what is ultimately good. Uh, Rick, I signed this thing called the Manhattan Declaration, but before I did, uh, I was talking to my friend Chuck Colson, who had asked me to be one of the original signers, about some of the language we use, because it, it talks about Orthodox, Catholic, and Evangelical believers or brothers. Uh, I, I felt like there needed to be a clarity and distinction between the fact that we're not saying that Orthodox and Catholics and Evangelicals all believe the same thing. We have very different views still on the issue of justification. But there are things that we can stand on. So we agree on marriage. We agree on the, the dignity of human life. We agree on religious liberty. So I'd gladly stand with them. And look at the differences between us are much more nuanced than had we had Mormons and uh, Muslims and others sign that. And so it was specific to those. But we tried to bring some clarity about people who have Catholic belief, evangelical belief, and Orthodox belief. We stand together on these things. Now, when you get to just a basic service that we're trying to coexist, and we should coexist, all right? We should do good to all men, Galatians says, but especially to those of the household of faith. Uh, we have to be very careful when we worship God that we're worshiping the God of the Bible. We did a uh, Real Truth Real Quick on The Shack, and some people said when I read the book The Shack, I felt uh, a lot closer to God. And I said, well, what God did you feel closer to? God as you rightly understand him or God as you made him out to be based on reading The Shack? And the same thing I would say to other people who go, I want to pray to God. And I always want to know, you know, uh, what you mean by God. So if I've got a friend who is Arab and he uses the Arabic word for Lord, which is Allah or God, and he means the God of the scriptures when he uses the word Allah in a prayer, probably no problem. If I'm talking to an Arab or uh, a person who's an American who has embraced Islam and they use the Arabic word for God, I've got to make sure that I don't think that we're worshiping and pursuing the same God. Uh, and so that's a completely different God. And I don't want to confuse people. One of the things that we, we uh, want to make very clear is that Jesus 
two different times says things that appear to be contradictory. In Matthew 12, when he's talking to the Pharisees, he says, if you're not with me, you're against me. In Luke 9, talking to his disciples, he says, hey, if they're not against us, they're for us. And those are two very different things. What he's saying to the Pharisees is, hey, look, you're not about what I'm about, which is the advancement of how men can be reconciled to God through the Messiah, through the Son of God, which is who I am, and you're denying that. To the disciples, Jesus said, look, if they're not against you, they're for you. There were people that were doing the work of casting demons out of people that weren't a part of that specific little band, and Jesus says, let them alone. They're not against you, okay? So they're accomplishing good, even though they weren't a part of that little band. Paul mentions this in Philippians chapter 1. He says there's some that preach the gospel out of selfish ambition. There's others that do it out of love. He said, I'm just glad they're preaching the gospel. So what I tell people all the time is I'll lift up Jesus with anybody. I will not encourage you to follow Jesus with anybody. I've been on some platforms with some guys that have a very different um, understanding about some specifics of uh, the character of the Spirit than I do. And one of the things I love to say is, listen, hey, we disagree on some issues of some importance here, but we agree on these other issues. And you've got to be discerning about um, just because we're both speaking on the same platform. That doesn't mean we agree on all things. I'm not endorsing every bit of that person's worldview. This is even within not just interfaith activities, but interdenominational uh, opportunities. And so you've got to be discerning. Um, ecumenicalism in the sense that, hey, there's a lot of different roads that all go up the same mountain and end at the top, that's heresy, okay? And so you must be discerning. I think it always is helpful to provide clarity. And, um, and if all we did is do things with people who agree with us in every jot and tittle, we're not going to do very many things with very many people, okay? So stay humble. Be clear. Uh, and make sure that as best you're able that you don't lend the confusion, that you're endorsing an idea which is unbiblical, which is all paths lead to God. And uh, I would have to say I evaluate every opportunity one by one, and I'm as specific and as clear as I can about who I am when I'm involved in any kind of effort, either for social good or certainly uh, for appealing to God. Let me ask you this question. So let's say you're out there you, and you're, maybe you're, you're, you work for a company that has an interfaith service. Have you yeah. ever been part of an interfaith service where other not denominations, but other faiths are praying. And then what do you do during that time? Do you pray with them? Do you close your eyes and bow your head? What do you do in that situation? Yeah, listen, men are going to see God as best they're able to understand. And what I don't ever want to do is be a part of something that's going to compromise who I am or what I believe. And so if somebody would ever ask me, we want you to come, we want you to back off who you are, I'm going to say, listen, I'll come and be around you, but I'm not going to not be who I am. You ask me to be a part because I believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And so... Um, I, I think that that's important. I can't in any way participate in something that is going to make other people think, I don't think that's a big deal because I'm a servant of Christ and a steward of the mystery of God. And so don't ask me to come there and not be a servant of Christ. So if I'm around places where I haven't been asked to participate and lead and somebody's praying to a God that I have the scripture, I'll pray for people that are listening, that God would break through that. I'll pray for the folks who are actually praying to a false God that God would reveal himself to them in a very vivid way. And if I'm ever in a position where I've prayed after that person, it's going to take extreme discernment and as much clarity as I can when I'm offering prayer to make sure that folks understand who I am and that I don't do anything to add further to their confusion. It takes a lot of wisdom, a lot of discernment. Sometimes you're thrust into stuff you can't avoid, 
and you do your best you can. So be discerning and be prayerful at all times. Awesome. Thanks, Todd. All right. Well, hey, thank you for checking this episode out, and we will see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick.